and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. I am going to just flow right from the little introduction I do right into the reading today because it all is really connected and I know what the light wants to talk about today and I don't need to record the reading to know it's all coming up really clearly for me this morning and so I want to first tell you that I am going through some major shifts And so, because of these major shifts, I am going to be taking some time for integration. And on the other side of this, I'm really excited to share whatever it is that's going to happen with you all. But I believe, I can't say with 100% certainty, because if the light comes through and says, record a podcast, I'm going to record a podcast. But I believe I'm going to take at least a couple of weeks off of the podcast And I'm also going to be taking a couple of weeks off doing readings. So if you've been interested in having a reading, hang tight because I will be back. And um, what you can do is you can go on to my website, which is www.thedavicconnection.com. And at the bottom of the website, I'm pretty sure it's on every single page. There is a place where you can sign up for my newsletter. I've yet to start doing a newsletter, but I am going to start doing some information through email mailings. So if you've been interested in having a reading and the timing just hasn't been quite right yet, well, it probably will be soon, but it won't be in the next couple weeks. So go on there, sign up for that, and um, I will send an email out as soon as I open the books back up. I really feel so strongly that on the other side of this period of integration, what I will have to offer in readings, in my um, channeled writing, in the podcast, in all of it, is really going to be um, different and somehow like heightened and somehow, um, like, I don't want to say better because I don't want to imply that what I've been doing and the work I've been doing hasn't been good because it has felt so wonderful these last few months of the podcast and these last few months of readings, it really feels like there's been such a wonderful flow. So it's not about better or it's just about different. And it's about allowing myself the space and time to recalibrate around all of these things that I'm now learning. So I'm actually really excited about what's to come because I think that I'm going to have a lot more to share with you very soon. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I will still periodically, if it feels right, be sharing pictures of um, little dog or pictures of the gardens, things like that on Instagram. So if you are interested, you can come and follow along there. And um, that's just at the David Connection. And so there may still be times when I feel the light is um, calling me to share something. So Um, that would be where I would share it most likely. So like I said, it's all very uncertain because so much is shifting right now and so much of this integration is 
you know, um, for me as like the human person experiencing it, it's uncertain. So I just want to really honor this time and this shift and give it the space that it needs to, um, to shift me, to change me and to allow, um, my human conscious understanding of it to, um, to take it in. So with that said, I think that was what what needed to be said at the beginning of this. So I'm going to just go straight into the reading and ask you to join me in the garden. Um, it feels like a really bright, sunny day. I don't know if you can hear there's some birds outside that um, are really, really going for it this morning. And so if you hear the bird song, it's not as like melodic because I think it's a bunch of crows out there <laughs> just kind of squawking at each other. Um, so it's not like the um, melodic, you know, songs of a little songbird. It's sort of like an insistent squawking, which actually I hear is perfect for right now because for many of you, I hear also, this is a time of really major shifting and, and pretty deep integration and that it is compelling in this way that like these birds are just, just insistent. It's not, the voice is not like quietly like whispering to you right now. The voice is sort of shouting like it's time to get it together. But when it says that, it wants to be clear that it's not saying that you need to get it together in a way that is in any way, shape, or form self-punishing or judgmental. It just means to allow the flow to take you where you're going next. And that as the flow takes you to where you're going next, when you get it together, you're really just like collecting these tools that this step, this stage of the journey provides you. And that in collecting these tools, you're literally like getting them together and you're taking them to what's next. So then the flow takes you on to what's next and you collect more tools and the flow takes you on to what's next and you collect more tools. And that, okay, here's how we get into, I knew going into this that the light wanted me to do a show on grief. And so when the flow takes you from one thing to the next, there is a time of grief and that we all need to be aware as we grieve that the unpleasantness of what we know of loss is going to come up and it comes up often. I, I hear I'm not the only one for whom it comes up physically in physical feelings and that it's really important for our entire health and well-being and also for the energy flow that is grief to allow it to move. Because when we get stuck and locked into um, our ideas of what loss means, we get locked into something that is no longer in our best and highest good and is no longer serving us. So what feels like a million years ago now, I got divorced. 
And if I had been stuck in the grief of what I, well, rather, if I had been stuck in the sadness of what I thought that I had versus what I discovered that I had in my whole life, because at that time I actually changed my whole entire life. I moved to a different state. I moved to like the most extreme different circumstance I could find from where I was living. And it took a long time for me to allow all of the feelings around that to move and to have what actually is like a really beautiful understanding of what happened in my life, why it happened, what I learned, how I grew, and the real love for the person that I was married to and the real love that continues for that person and and the opening that that provided for us to love each other in ways that were like right for us going forward that weren't stuck in like this idea of like well we were supposed to be this to each other and instead it turned out we were very much not that for each other so that's one example and i i realized that i was going to share a lot of examples <laughs> from my own life that was not one that i thought i was going to share so um i hope that makes sense to you all because i I was not um, very far along on my spiritual path at that point. I mean, you know, who can really say? You're at, at the point in your spiritual path always in life where you're at, and it's part of it all. And so, I don't know, these these judgments of my former self aren't aren't exactly accurate or helpful. So let's say I didn't have the conscious awareness of a lot of the things that I do now at that time. So I did spend a lot of time really stuck in the sadness and the anger and the fear and the regret and all of these things that were not, you know, moving energies. They were very much stuck energies. So another example from my life, it's saying to just keep rolling with the examples. So um, I know I've talked before on the podcast, so if you've listened before, You'll probably have heard about my illnesses and how that changed my life. And um, so if you haven't, here's a little brief rundown. Several years ago, I got very, very sick with a a collection of chronic illnesses that, um, you know, are difficult to diagnose and really were hard to... um, deal with in a lot of ways because um, I had always had chronic pain my whole life, even as a kid. What I didn't have was the chronic fatigue. And when that came online, it took me completely out of my life. And I could no longer work. I had to leave my home. I had to move back in with my mom. I became very disabled and very dependent. And so there was a massive grieving that needed to take place for the former life that I thought I was living. And at that time, I really felt like I had all of the pieces I ever wanted coming together. And it was really, it was such a dynamic and exciting time for me. And I still, at times, look back at all these different things that felt like different periods of time in my life where 
things felt like they were coming together, where I had work that felt very fulfilling and rewarding and felt like it had purpose. And then everything shifted and changed. And what I thought, you know, what, what I thought was a foundation turned out to be shifting sands and very impermanent and very much, you know, I found myself very much left with nothing of what I thought I had. So, you know, the most recent time was this, um, becoming very ill and leaving my home and everything and my career as a as a journalist that I thought was really moving in the direction of that I wanted it to be moving in let's just say so you know I can't say that I didn't get stuck in the sadness of that either because I was very frustrated in part I was too sick to even really have um a whole lot of feelings about it and part of what I learned from that was how necessary it is to let go of the emotions of what we're experiencing and just be present in the experience because I didn't have a choice. I couldn't spend all my time being sad and angry because I physically didn't have the energy for sadness or anger. I really did just have to lay down and spend a couple of years laying down and being held in place so that I could learn how to let go. And it it was like the um, prologue for a lot of letting go because as soon as I became well enough to be out of bed, um, my dad started dying and So that was like a big complicated relationship in my life that, again, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm pretty sure I've talked about my dad. He was a challenging person to say the least, and we did not have a very good relationship. So um, I had grieved a lot for him and for the relationship that I didn't have with him before he died, but I was able to help him in his transition and it it awakened something in me um, to be ready for a whole lot of helping people and animal friends through transition and with with my dad I'm just listening to what it, it wants me to tell you about that it was hard like physically, mentally, emotionally, it changed a lot about my life because in the aftermath, several familial relationships ended. And these things were necessary. And I'm just trying to get the energy of what I'm supposed to be telling you about this from the light because... I can't quite, it's just like, (laughs) it was hard. It was hard, it's saying. And to be present for what is hard about these transitions, not just like the physical death of someone, but the, the massive shifting that takes place around one of these major life events. So pretty immediately after my dad died, we started helping my uncle Don and aunt Ro, who were the grandparents of my heart. They were my great aunt and uncle. 
and um, they were really old and really sick and we got to spend a couple of years helping them um, stay at home as long as they could and then after they couldn't stay at home anymore we uh, spent a lot of time with them in the care facility where they were and so um, so in this time of helping them transition there was an understanding of the impermanence of it and there was just such an immense gratitude for all of the time that we had together in knowing that it wasn't going to be forever it was allowed to be like almost every single moment was special even the hard ones because it was hard at times I mean it was not like um just like walking through a field of sunflowers on a sunny bright day it was like (laughs) my aunt had Alzheimer's and it was not um not an easy situation so at the same time as all of this, I had um, my my animal friends were all getting older. As you guys know, if you've listened, little dog is 18 and all of her friends were about the same age as her. All of our friends were about the same age as her. Um, so right after my dad died, my dog Marcy died. And then right after my Aunt Ro passed, um, my cats, Beast and Mouse, both passed and you know it's like it's been interesting because I have just such a different understanding of the interconnectedness of things through experiencing those beings transitioning out of this realm and into what's next for them um my dad and I were done karmically and energetically when he passed but um Marcy and my aunt and uncle and my cats, they they are still with me in a lot of ways. They're still a part of my work in a lot of ways. And so I have this understanding that um, energy and connections continue and that the impermanence of what we experience here in 3D is part of what makes it... Um, special it's part of what allows us to learn as much as we need to from it and that allowing that flow gives us a much higher perspective a much more big picture perspective of things and makes it so we don't necessarily get stuck in the feelings of sadness over these 3D situations that we really loved or thought were one thing and turned out to be another thing or just in general came to their natural conclusion. So we don't get stuck in feeling sadness over that. We can allow the energy of grief to move through us. And in grief, there is so much joy for what did exist there's so much gratitude for what we've learned and grown through. And as we collect those tools from each and every experience that we have, 
we take them forward into what's next. And there's a deep gratitude for that as well. So even in the situations that are harder than we ever expected to experience, we can look around us at the tools that we've accumulated, at the healing that's taken place, at the energetic movement and flow that has happened as a result of things it, so what I'm seeing it as right now, it's like um, it's like when you build a dam on a river. And sometimes these events come and they like blow up the dam. And that can be wildly traumatic actually for our systems. But the flow that comes as a result of that dam no longer being there is really quite wonderful. And is quite healing and allows us to keep moving through the grief, keep flowing and keep moving to what's next with all of the access to all of the lessons and all of the healing that we've experienced already. So it's saying to remind you that grief is an energy that moves, right? But sadness is the emotion. So we have these levels of emotion And when we go deeper underneath the emotion, we have the healing flow of light, which is grief, which is love, which is compassion, which is healing. So I'm just going to ask the light if there's anything else I should share around this. Oh, of course. Okay. So one of the things that it's saying to be mindful of, because things are starting to open back up post-pandemic, but a lot of us are concerned about what post-pandemic actually means because as things open up, a lot of things um, are closing again as people get sick again. So I have a friend in San Antonio who just told me that um, they opened for about a minute and then a lot of the businesses had to close back up again because people locally were getting really sick. So, and I have another friend who got really sick and actually um, has some permanent damage from the virus that, you know, made us all sort of a bit more aware of the serious nature of it and why it's like, why for me personally, it's important to be cautious around this. So, um, you know, so yes, things are starting to open up a bit and, um, but we've all still been through this time where the world looks a lot different than we thought it did. And also with all of the, um, protests with, uh, Black Lives Matter, with, all of the um, black trans people who have been murdered in recent times and all of the people who have lost their lives um, to police violence. And this, well, I don't want to say awakening because all of the people who were already doing the work were very much awake to what was happening. And it's, the, it's the complacency of our privilege that has allowed us to believe that we lived in a world that we didn't really ever live in. 
And so what it's saying is that that awakening process, that waking up from complacency on whatever levels that we're all waking up from it, you know, if it was because of the pandemic, if it was because we're listening to voices we hadn't been listening to before, if it's because we are having conversations we haven't had before, or because we're experiencing our own personal levels of grief and trauma and loss and having our own personal karmas sort of ripped out and put on display for healing at the same time that our planetary karmas and our human karmas, like human collective karmas, are being ripped out and put on display. Whatever it might be that is happening for you, part of the grief is that we are recognizing the ways in which our own personal worlds didn't look the way that we thought they did. But in being aware of that movement and that flow, we have the opportunity and the capacity to recognize what our worlds do look like, what healing needs to take place, and to move that energy into um, like a more co-creative space with light. And we have the opportunity to um, produce and manifest and make real our ideals, bring our ideals, our, our spiritual beliefs and our, our understandings of what we on a core level believe this world should look like for all people, this like more just, more safe, more fair, more light-filled world and make that real, make that manifest. And we can bring those ideals and ground them into 3D, but it takes being aware of the ways in which that is not the world we live in to first, to happen first before we can make those changes and before we can be a part of those changes and before we can really truly ground those ideals, those things we hold dear, those values that are at our core, those truths that are at our core about what we really truly understand about the equality of all people because we are all connected and we are all a part of oneness and how we make that the world we live in how we how we make that energy manifest in 3d it starts with becoming aware and we've all been becoming aware of all the many varied ways our world does not reflect that Again, we've all carried certain levels of awareness of our own personal experiences through this, um, through this lifetime and through past lifetimes. So it's saying you've carried an understanding of whatever your experience allowed you to understand, whatever traumas, whatever joys your experience allowed you to understand. But there's a whole interconnectedness of our human connection that and our human collective rather that allows us to share that information about all the very different things that we have learned and experienced and then create a better world 
a more just, more light-filled world. So I'm getting that that's it for this week. It was a little bit different, the flow of light, the way it just went for it. Um, So I hope that this podcast has helped. I hope this episode has helped. And I hope that you are having a great deal of joy come up around your experiences and your shifting and your own personal integration. And I hope that you take the time and the space that you need as well to allow this flow to um, reach into all the different places and spaces on all these different levels that you're experiencing healing and to illuminate the, you know, the dark corners so that healing might come in and that light might flow through and that you can do all the many, many beautiful things that you're meant to be doing in this world and all the beautiful healing you're meant to be bringing through for yourself, for others, and all the really wondrous co-creation that we are all capable of with each other and with the beings of light who are here to help us. And so may this next little while be such a deep time of awakening, of new wisdom and understanding coming online and of the integration of your energetic and your spiritual ideals into the cellular molecular makeup of your being so that you can truly ground those energies into 3D and that we might all co-create this world that we see in our highest, most big picture ideals. So with that said, I will leave you with these words, open to the flow of light.